Greetings and welcome to the Mount Calvary Nation podcast hosted by Mount Calvary Baptist Church in Dayton, Ohio, where our pastor is the Reverend S.N. Winston Jr. We thank you for joining us and hope that this episode blesses you. Good morning, Mount Calvary and visitors and friends who are watching us on live this morning. Let's give the Lord a shout of praise for keeping us another day. Hallelujah and glory to the Lamb of God. If you have your Bibles with me this morning, I'm going to be reading from Psalm 23, but I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. And I want everyone to make it personal. And, the Lord, and it reads, the Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in green, fresh, tender pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my soul, my inner self. He leads me in the path of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him. Not for my earning, but for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the deep, sunless valley of the shadow of death, I will, I will not fear or dread no evil, for you are with me. Your rod to protect and your staff to guide me. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. Like I said, make it personal this morning. He leads me. He guides me. He feeds me. He protects me. And for that reason, I give him praise. Let's bow our heads and approach his throne. Father God, we thank you this morning for this day, Sunday the 16th. God, we need to say thank you because you have kept us the first 16 days of 2022. God, you have fed us, you have provided for us, and we thank you. Father, we give you praise this morning because God, as we look back through our lives and down through the years, we can say surely it is because of the Lord's mercy and goodness I have made it here to this day. Father, we come interceding for those who are watching online this morning. If they have COVID, we're believing by faith you're going to heal and deliver them. We thank you for all of the saints that you have brought through who have suffered COVID, God. And here we are standing here today thanking you and praising you for your goodness. God, we ask that you comfort those who've lost loved ones due to COVID. But God, we know without a shadow of a doubt, if we obey you, you have promised to do just what you said you will do. So, Father, we proclaim healing over the entire body of Christ, especially the Mount Calvary family. Father, be with Pastor and the musicians today in the name of Jesus as they lead us into worship. And, Father, may the worship sincerely prick our heart so that we can be changed, God, in the name of Jesus. Now, have your way, O oh God, in the midst of us. Fill us, Holy Spirit, anoint pastor to give a right now word in the name of Jesus so that we can be changed. Now we thank you, oh God, 
because it's because of you that we live and move and have our very being. And so that's the reason we can say hallelujah, hallelujah, and glory to the Lamb of God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. What a wonderful Savior we serve. Our God has allowed us to come back together again, even if only virtually. We're still together. We still get to bless His name together. We still get to praise His name together. We still get to give Him glory and honor together. We're grateful for this technology that allows us to be together virtually. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and come and let us exalt His name together. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Right where you are in your living room, in your kitchen, in your car, wherever you are on your electronic device, let's give him the glory this morning because he is indeed able. He's able. going to be the e-choir this morning. Is that all right? Text your family, text your friends, tell them it's time for worship. Get your kids in the room, tell them it's time for worship. And let's worship him together. Come on. Exceed abundantly above all all you could ask or think according to the power that worketh in you what he said he would do he's gonna fulfill every promise to you don't give up on God cause he won't give up on you he's able Say it with me. God is able to do. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. He's able God is able to do, come on, God is able to do just what he said he would, that's it, he's going to fulfill every promise to you, don't give up on God, oh, because he won't.
sing it again. Sing, oh, 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 sing it. some kind of praise to our able God to our great God who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think or imagine yes Lord yes Lord he is able he is able what a mighty God we serve what a mighty God we serve we're going to get ready to go into our lesson in just a moment. But I want to share a couple of things with you. One, would you keep Sister Kim Thomas in your prayers? She's one of our newer members. Her husband passed, Reverend Thomas. Um, he went home to, to be with the Lord. His funeral is going to be on this Wednesday at 11 o'clock. And then don't forget that uh, Dennis... Jay Sanders, Maddie Sanders' husband, pardon me, Maddie Sanders' son passed. His funeral is going to be on this Friday at 11 o'clock at the House of Wheat Funeral Home. Please keep them in your prayers. Would you do that? Also, I want you to pray for uh, Lady Chanel, who uh, tested positive for COVID this past week. And for all of those, there are several in the, in the family, several in the Mount Calvary Nation, who are dealing with COVID. And uh, I don't know how long, how much longer this is going to last, but we do get to tell God what's on our heart. We can tell him what we want. And would you join me in prayer in asking 
the Lord to have mercy on us. First of all, have mercy on his church. Because he said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven, I'll heal the land. And saints of God, this isn't the sermon today, but my fear is his people are going about our business as usual, not turning from our wicked ways. God, have mercy on us so that he can heal the land. Would you join me in that prayer? I want to see you all again. I want to, I want to see your faces. I want to see you in person. I want to see you here in the sanctuary. We need the Lord to bring down these numbers. And then you need to do what you need to do. Put your mask on over your nose and your mouth. This isn't the sermon either, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Go get vaccinated. All right. Uh, Frances Pate sent me a uh, sent me a text this morning. She's so proud. Rathia is uh, is a senior at Bowling Green State. Uh, university and uh, she made the dean's list let me see um, psychology uh, psychology of child development she has a B uh, intro to clinical psychology she has an A um, let's see I, I'm not exactly sure what that stands for psychology 3500 she has an A and uh, intermediate Spanish, she has an A as well. She is on the dean's list, getting ready to graduate in the spring of 2022. If you see Ms. Rathia, make sure that you congratulate her. If you're friends with her on Facebook, send her a message and let her know how proud the Mount Calvary Nation is of her. Congratulations and congratulations to your family. But we are going to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13 is where we're going. That sounds like F. I am troubled, yet not distressed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Cause I'm a vessel full of power with a treasure none can compare. But not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. I'm a vessel full of Holy Ghost power with a treasure. From the Lord. So thank you, Father, for your power. It has resurrected me. circumstances that my poor soul could not flee bruised and battered but not broken born in sin but from sin set free 
Cause I'm a vessel And I'm full of Holy Ghost power With a treasure Hidden in me So thank you Father That my poor soul could not flee. I'm a vessel full of power with a treasure from. I'm a vessel full of power, and I've got a treasure from the Lord. Luke chapter 13, starting at verse 10. reading from the New International Version of Scriptures. And here's what it says. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, thou, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Verses 10 through 13 of Luke chapter 13. One of the things that I remember most vividly about my dad is his hands. Those of you who knew my father knew my father was a large man. He never was any great size. As far as being fat, he wasn't as big as I am. But he was tall with size 15 feet and these big hands that I remember even from a child. Hands that I didn't want to get on the wrong side of. My dad only spanked me once in my life, but I'll never forget his hand meeting my skin. <laughs> he had big hands. I remember he used to play the piano and he'd sit down in the living room to the piano. It looked like his reach was 12, 13 keys wide. He just had big hands. He had strong hands. I remember as a boy, um, if I couldn't go to sleep, he would pick me up with those hands. And he'd sing as he rocked me. They were handy hands. I remember as a boy, um, he needed a new shed. And so from start to finish, from digging the foundation to pouring the, the concrete, putting up the blocks, framing, framing it up, putting up the USB board, he built the shed. They were powerful hands. I felt like there was nothing that they couldn't do. 
But there came a time about five years ago when I had to come to realize, when I had to come to grips with the fact that the hands that I had known growing up, those big, strong, handy, powerful hands, were not the same hands anymore. As a matter of fact, I remember I can still feel the feeling of getting woozy. I literally thought I was going to pass out when we walked into the funeral home to, uh, to, to view the body before the funeral the next day. And, uh, and I saw my, my father's body that he wasn't in anymore, but I saw his body lying there in the casket and I saw his hands. I recognized the hands, but they didn't seem as big or strong, as powerful. When I touched them, they didn't have the same warmth. As a matter of fact, I thought I would lose it when Mrs. Roberts adjusted his hand and it was not the fluid motion that I had known. Those were hands that were big and strong and powerful to start with, but time changed those hands. But there are some hands that have always been big and strong and powerful. There are some hands that will pick you up and rock you in the storm. There are some hands that made everything. And the good news is, those hands will never change. And if you will allow me for just a little bit of time today, I want to preach uh, this text, but I want to preach from this subject, his powerful hands. His powerful hands. In this text, we see several movements that point us to the power of his hands. And if you'll allow me to jump right in and just tell you what I see in this text, you follow along with me and we will see what the Lord is saying to us today through this story. The first thing that I see in this text is a powerful woman. Here's what the text says. And a woman was there. King James says, and behold, there was a woman. Now I know you're thinking, where is there a powerful woman in this story? As a matter of fact, she looks like a powerless woman. She seems to be a suffering woman. Well, the Bible does not explicitly call her a powerful woman, but there are a couple of characteristics of this woman mentioned in just the first few words, which makes me believe that she is indeed a powerful woman. Let me show you what I mean. First of all, I believe that she is a powerful woman because the Bible says that Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there. Now this woman had her issues, but she wasn't shut up in her house. She wasn't curled up in a fetal position in a dark corner. She was not all alone, feeling sorry for herself, off by herself. The Bible says she was there. She was in the synagogue on the Sabbath day where devout religious faithful folk had gathered. She was there where they came together to pray and to hear the word of the Lord read and expounded upon. She was there in the thick of it. What are you trying to say, Reverend? Here it is. She didn't let her malady stop her movement. She didn't let her pain stop her progress. I know she's a powerful woman because she didn't even let others' opinions stop her operations. Bent over and all, she was there. Infirmed, but moving. Bound, but still going. And I want to tell you today, you may not be bent over physically. But all of us have some issues that we deal with, some infirmities that would weigh us down. But I challenge you today, in spite of your infirmity, to keep on moving, to keep on pressing, to keep on pushing, to keep on keeping on. If you have to move bent, just don't stop. If you got to move in pain, just don't stop. 
if you have to move in spite of people talking about you in spite of them pointing and staring in the midst of ridicule and persecution just don't stop Langston Hughes said it like this in one of my favorite poems don't you sit down on the steps because you find this kind of hard don't you let malady stop your movement ah but there is another reason why I would call this woman powerful not only is she there but the text says there was a woman. Stop right there. May I point out what, does it, what it does not say? It doesn't say, behold, there was an invalid. The Bible does not say, and a cripple was there. Dr. Luke just says, there was a woman. Now the Bible says that she had been crippled by a spirit, but she is still a woman. She was bent over, but she was still a woman. She could not straighten up at all, but she was still a woman. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Don't confuse her circumstance with her identity. Don't confuse her condition with her character. Don't mistake her current situation as an indicator of her selfhood. Don't confuse the way things are for her worth. She's afflicted, but she's still a woman. And may I offer that you are not what you're going through. And you don't have to become what you're going through. We are so quick to believe the labels that other people start putting on us and before you know it, we start referring to ourselves as those labels. I'm a victim. I'm an addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm just a worrier. Listen, quit calling yourself anything other than what you are. How about calling yourself what the Lord calls you? I am a child of God. I am justified. I am redeemed. I am bought with a price. I am above only and not beneath. I am the head and not the tail. I'm the lender and not the borrower. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am accepted in the beloved. I am a new creature in Christ. I am healed. I am delivered. I am set free. I am favored, I am blessed, I am chosen, I am loved, I am a citizen of heaven, I am complete in him. How about calling yourself what the Bible calls you? No, don't confuse my circumstance for my identity. Don't confuse my current condition for my character. Don't take my situation as an indicator of my selfhood. Don't confuse the way things are for what I'm worth. I may not be the best at anything or have the best of everything. As a matter of fact, sometimes I feel like I'm the least of all, but I know someone who has everything, and to me, he is my everything, and I'm just happy to know that I'm his child. There is here a powerful woman. She's there and she's still a woman in spite of what she's going through. And the Bible says that she had a spirit of infirmity. A spirit, pneuma in the original text, uh, spirit, the word simply means a, sim a simple essence that is devoid of matter. In other words, you can't see it, but it has the power of knowing, desiring, deciding, and acting. This bodiless, matterless presence has invaded her body and is now acting out in her. It is the spirit of a thing that gives life a thing right that's why James said in chapter 2 the body without the spirit is dead right that's what happened Genesis chapter 2 God formed out of the dust he formed man out of the dust of the ground but it wasn't until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life that man became a living soul that's why when one spirit leaves his or her body he is considered dead 
dismiss the spirit and the thing cannot continue to live. And this spirit is on assignment. This is a spirit of infirmity. Now, there are some sicknesses. There are some things we deal with that are not caused by evil spirits. Saint, you still have high blood pressure because you won't put the salt down. Okay. You still going through what you're going through because you won't push back from the table and go exercise and move. That ain't a spirit of infirmity. But this woman has been invaded by a demonic spirit on assignment. And the assignment was to make her weak and sick and diseased. The spirit is on a demonic assignment to bend her over and limit her range of vision. To bend her over so far that she can only see so far. The spirit was on assignment to limit her range of motion. There was only so much she could do because of the torment of this spirit which had invaded her body. For 18 years, this woman has been tormented by a demonic spirit. Perhaps, perhaps because she is such a powerful woman, this spirit has been assigned to her. And I want to offer saints that some of the things that we deal with in our lives are a direct result of demonic spirits on assignment. I know, I know, we're Baptists, we don't talk about that kind of stuff, but I have to tell you that whether you talk about it or not, ignoring the truth does not change the truth. I know I, 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 I know you all know me I, I don't like to give the devil credit where credit is not due but let's be for real there are some illnesses there are some infirmities there are some family issues there are some financial issues there are some emotional issues there are some psychological issues some political issues some social issues some racial issues and yes there are some church issues which have at their very core a demonic spirit that is on assignment trying to hinder the power that is in you. Trying to limit your range of vision so that you can't see beyond the right now. So that you cannot envision the exceptional future that God has for you. Trying to make you give up now before you reach it. Because your range of vision is limited by a spiritual torment going on inside. There are spirits who are assigned to limit our range of motion. Trying to get us stuck where we are so we don't move on to what God has for us. Because our blessing is in a set place and all we have to do is keep on moving to get toward it but there are demonic spirits on assignment trying to keep us from getting to what God has for us I know I'm in the word Ephesians chapter 6 our struggle is not against flesh and blood but our struggle is against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of the dark world against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm in the midst of what this woman is going through Jesus saw her called her to himself and he spoke to her did you catch that I know I'm going to get in trouble but I got to tell you what I see in this text she didn't even have to ask him she didn't request prayer she didn't go stand in a line. There is no indication that she was even thinking about being healed. As a matter of fact, after 18 years with this spirit on her, she may not have even thought that healing was possible. But Jesus, who is touched with the feeling of our infirmities, Jesus, Jesus, 
who hears our faintest cry. Jesus, who can hear what the mouth cannot utter. Jesus, who can feel what we cannot express. Jesus wants to use her to show his power. And I don't know about you, but I want to be available for the Lord to use me like that. Lord, if you want to show your power, here I am. If you want to show how big you are, if you want to show how much you can heal, here I am. If you want to show that you can deliver, here I am. If you want to put your power on display, if you want to put your favor on display, your grace on display, here I am. Jesus sees her. He calls her to himself. And he spoke to her. And here's what he said. Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Thou art loosed. Not thou shalt be loosed. Not you're about to be loosed. Not you're going to be loosed. But you are. Not only is there a powerful woman in this text but number two, there is a prophetic word. It's a prophetic word. What do you mean? Well, Jesus, she's not loosed. She's still bound. Her back is still bent. Her head is still down. Her neck is still strained. Her strength is still gone. What are you talking about she is loose. What do you mean thou art loosed when she's still bent over? Well, let me see if I, can, if I can explain it like this because this is not out of character for Jesus. It's just Jesus being Jesus. This is just Jesus being who he is. This is just what he does. He speaks it before she can see it. That's who he is. You better check the record. John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made and without him nothing was made that was made. You better check the record. Genesis chapter 1. When the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved on the face of the water. Genesis chapter 1 at verse 3. And God said and there was verse 6 God said verse 7 it was so verse 9 God said and it was so verse 11 God said and it was so verse 14 God said verse 15 it was so verse 20 God said verse 24 it was so all I'm trying to tell you is that if God says it whether you see it or not, it will come to pass. Even if you can't see it yet, it's coming. Even if you can't feel it yet, it's coming. I've come to tell you, you can trust his word. You can trust his promise. Still bent over, but she's got the word from Jesus. Still infirmed. But she's got the word from Jesus. Still bound. But she's got his word. And if you've got his word. His hand is not far behind. You've got his word. A thousand may fall at your side. And ten thousand at your right hand. But it won't come near you. You've got his word. No weapon formed against you is going to be able to prosper. You've got his word. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You've got his word. I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. You've got his word. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You've got his word. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You've got his word. Nothing will separate us.
from his love. You've got his word, I am the Lord that healeth thee. You've got his word, be still and know that I am God. You've already got his word and now you can expect his hand. Would you type it to somebody, put it in the chat, send somebody a message, send somebody a text, tell them I've got his word and now I expect his hand because he will perform the work. That's the third movement in the text. Not only is there a powerful woman, not only is there a prophetic word, but the third movement in the text is he performs the work. He performs the work. He has spoken and says, you are loosed. But then in verse 13, he performs the work. He laid his hands on her, verse 13 says, and then immediately she was made straight and glorified God. When Jesus says a thing, get ready for your deliverance, he will perform the work. Immediately she was made straight. I told you when you've got his prophetic word you can expect his powerful hand. You can look for it. It will come to pass. She had received the word check this out please and all she had to do was stay close enough to Jesus to get his touch. She didn't have uh, she didn't have to do anything for it he had already spoken. She didn't have to make it happen. She didn't have to sew for it. She didn't have to dance for it. She didn't have to jump up and turn around three times and then sit down. She didn't have to spin on her head for it. She didn't have to run around for it. She didn't have to give an offering for it. But he said he was going to do it and he did it. <laughs> I just want to tell somebody who's watching today, you're doing too much. Trying to make something happen. Trying to make something happen that the Lord already promised. You have made yourself believe that you're operating in faith that he will do it. But I've come to tell you, you may be operating in fear that he won't. May I offer that God is big enough, strong enough, wise enough, smart enough, quick enough, but slow enough, on time enough to handle whatever is going on in your life. He's rich enough. He's powerful enough to make good on every promise that he's made to you. Shout right where you are. He will perform the work you do recognize that that's how the kingdom works. It, it works backwards according to what we think. That that's the kingdom principle. You know, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. That's kingdom. See, in the natural, if you want to get something, then you got to take it. But in the kingdom, if you want to get, then you have to give. That's kingdom. In the natural, you want to be great, you have to push your way to the top. But in the kingdom, if you want to be great, you have to be a servant. That's kingdom. That's the kingdom of God. By the world standard, the kingdom is backwards uh huh in the natural state you see first and then you hear Take lightning and thunder. Light travels 983,571,056 feet per second. And sound travels only 1,125 feet per second. That's why you see lightning first and then you hear the thunder that coordinates with the lightning a few seconds later. You see first and then you hear. But in the kingdom, it works the other way around. You hear first and then you see. Ah, it makes sense then. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I come to tell you today, you may not see it, but you have his word. And somebody can testify when you have his word. His hand is not far behind. The time is well spent. Let me go ahead and close. 
Is there anybody who's watching on the live this morning who can testify I was shackled by a heavy burden beneath a load of guilt and shame but then the hand of Jesus he touched me and now I am no longer the same since I met this blessed Savior since he cleansed and made me whole I will never never cease to praise him I will shout it while eternity rolls but he touched me oh yes he touched me and oh the joy that floods my soul something happened and now now I know that he touched me and made me whole but there's just one more movement there's just one more movement in this text not only do we see a powerful woman not only do we hear a prophetic word not only does Jesus perform the work but the Bible says the first thing she did when she got straightened up was she glorified God she praised God she proceeds to worship she extols God she magnifies God she celebrates God she honors God she makes his praise glorious and I just wonder is there anybody who's watching on the live who can praise God for his powerful hands is there anybody who's watching right now who's not ashamed to give God praise right where you are because you know that he has powerful hands powerful hands that scooped out the sea powerful hands that formed the dry lands powerful hands that spread out the heavens powerful hands that uphold you powerful hands that protect you powerful hands that strengthen you <laughs> powerful hands that keep you from falling powerful hands that destroys the enemy powerful hands that were stretched wide on a hill called Calvary powerful hands that took nails for your sins and mine powerful hands that were stretched wide and hung high and don't you know that he died died because justice demanded that a penalty be paid he died because the wages of sin is still death he died to redeem us from the curse of the law he died to save you and me he died to show his love for you and me he died to bring us back to God he died to give us eternal life but the good news is he didn't stay dead early on Sunday morning the record is he got up from the grave and when he got up he declared Oh, all power is in my hands that's some powerful hands power to save power to deliver power to set free power to get rid of that spirit that spirit of infirmity power is in his hands and if he's got all power that means the devil's got no power what can man do to me he's got all power what can demons do to me 
He's got all power. All, all power. All power. All power. You ask me why? I can keep on singing in the midst of a storm. You ask me why? I can keep on praising in the midst of my difficulty. I can keep on singing. I can keep on praising. I can keep on worshiping. I can keep my head up. I can keep on my joy. I can keep all my peace. I can keep on keeping on because of where I am. I know that I'm in the hand of a powerful God and nobody and nothing can pluck me out of his powerful hand. If you know it, shout yes! Shout glory! Thank God for his hands. I'm trying to leave it alone. I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to get out of here. But I'm just grateful that God's got all powerful hands. God is able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. There's nothing too hard for our God. There's nothing too hard for our God. If you can have it, he can heal it. If you can go in it, he can get you out of it. If you're bound by it, he can set you free. Nothing. Nothing too hard. Cancer ain't got nothing on Jesus. COVID ain't got nothing on Jesus. Alzheimer's ain't got nothing on Jesus. Depression ain't got nothing on Jesus. He can do it. Right where you are, woman, thou art loosed. <laughs> Man, thou art loosed. That's a prophetic word. And when you get the prophetic word, you can trust his powerful hand. <laughs> now go ahead and glorify him now go ahead and praise him now go ahead and give him the honor that's the first thing she did she entered into worship go ahead go ahead
at home right now and you don't know this Jesus that we're rejoicing over you don't know this Jesus that pastor has just preached about we offer Christ to you he is the only way he is the way the truth and the life if you don't know Jesus someone at home right now type it in the chat say I want to know this Jesus someone at home We'll get back with you. Ooh, glory to your name, God. Get to know Jesus. I'm talking about an intimate, personal relationship where God is talking to all of us. We thank you for joining us here at the Mount Calvary family. There'll be a few announcements on the screen afterwards. The deacons are here to collect an offering for those who wish to come by the church and give your offering. You can text to give. You can give by Givelify. Mm, mm, mm. You can also give by Cash App. You can type dollar symbol Mount Cal MBC. And like I said before, if you want to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, please do so today. Someone will get back with you. Just type in your name and your number, and someone will get back with you today. We thank you for joining us today. And now his word declares, to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us before his glorious presence without fault and great joy, to the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Have a blessed week, Mount Calvary. Know that we have his word. In Jesus' name, amen. Financial contributions help to transform lives, to reveal the glory of God's kingdom. For your convenience, you can use the Giveify app on your smartphone, the Cash app, or if you're in the Dayton, Ohio area, you may drop off your contribution at the Mount Calvary Church at the address shown. Thank you for worshiping virtually with us today. We look forward to being able to worship together in person soon. Until then, in the words of Pastor Sam, just live.